Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. I was shaking you know, when I was here listening to my introduction. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Oh, we give God all the praise for giving us this opportunity to be home again. You know, PRWC Dansuman is my home. Anytime I come here, I feel very comfortable because I see my brothers and my sisters and I enjoy fellowship so much here. God bless you once again, my big brother, Pastor Nhuakese and the executive committee members of PRWC Dansuman want to bless God for your lives and for always making me feel part of this wonderful family. We have Bible conference and we want to look at basically by the time we finish tomorrow, our focus is going to be on the history of the Bible, the structure, and then how to study it. But I want to start from behind. I want to start from we understanding how to study the Bible and just whet your appetite for studying the Bible today. So we are going to use a lot of internal evidence today. Tomorrow, God willing, we'll go to the theology classroom. But today, let's come to just scriptures, of course. Maybe let's take it precept upon precept, and then we can look at few internal evidence just to help us understand the task ahead. Then tomorrow, we will look at the other peripheries. I believe and trust God that after this conference, everyone who is lazy about scriptures will change his or her mind. And something will begin to bubble in us. In fact, the benefits that the scriptures give, we are going to receive them. I am an Egypt prayer, sir, and you're raising so many Sanse Aya nani eha se obesuya nyame asem no enkanyan bi ebeba nimu na watimi esuya nyame asem no na watiasie yi Amen Amen So let's start from Matthew chapter 22 we'll read from verse 23 to through to 33 Matthew 22 so we'll be reading together Matthew 22 All right so the same day came to him the Sadducees. Can you give me either New King James or NIV? My English is not very powerful, so I fear reading King James in public. I like King James for my personal study, but not for public reading. Okay. The same day, the Sadducees, who said there is no resurrection, came to him with a question. Now, I want us to understand the context that Sadducees and Pharisees were two different sects of the of the Israelites. So ye ka Sadduki fo ne Pharisee fo a na oye nkrofuku mienu a owo Israel man mu. Before the birth of Jesus these two groups of people do not meet. They are opponents to each other. They are like two political parties. Na ansa na obewu Christo no 
na sa enkrofukumi enu enu wo nsia oni chaka biara but surprisingly when there was opposition against Jesus the Pharisees opposed Jesus and the Sadducees also opposed Jesus now so anwanwa semene se emra na enkrofo esori etia Kristo no sa enkrofukumi enu a waye won ho se amanyo mienu ananka oni chaka bia no omi enu nyina no adwen ekokro so when it comes to opposition against Jesus, they unite. And anytime they see that Jesus overpowers the Pharisees, the Sadducees will come with a more stronger question, thinking that if you defeat the Pharisees, we will conquer you. Now, Pharisees Sadducees so this very scripture we are reading, the Pharisees started asking Jesus some questions and he gave them a series of answers. So the Sadducees also came with a question. So let's go to verse 24. He said, Teacher, Moses told us that if a man dies without having children, should I continue? Okay. Without having children, his brother must marry the widow and raise up offspring for him. Yeah. Twenty four. We are now on twenty four. Matthew has some pano eti edio no mienu inchi chemu edio no naino. Yero. I say, Emma So now they are taking this law of Moses as a foundation for the question they are now coming to put before Jesus. So they quoted this scripture out of context and then they coined a story. The story is this. There were seven brothers among us the first one married and died. And since he had no children, he left his wife to his brother. So from here, according to Moses' law, the brother should marry the wife, raise children for the dead brother. Unfortunately, this same thing happened to the second brother, and the same thing happened to the third brother. Right down to the seventh, all the seven of them married the woman. None of them were able to raise children for his deceased brother. Finally, the woman also died. 
Now remember that seven of them have married this woman. Now, the, the Sadducees are asking this question because they say that there is no resurrection. When you die, you are dead. That's the end. But Jesus was teaching the resurrection that there is resurrection. Even I will die and resurrect. And whoever believes in me, even if you die, you will resurrect again. Now, so they thought they were asking a very difficult question. So they asked Jesus, now, then, at the resurrection which you claim will be happening, whose wife will she be of the seven? Since all of them were married to her. When we go to heaven, which of them, well, will the seven of them now go and marry her? Because you are saying there is resurrection. So the seven will resurrect, the woman will resurrect. Which of them will marry him? So Jesus replied, you are in error because you do not know the scriptures or the power of God. This is where the problem is. When we don't know the scriptures, we will not know the power of God. And many of the errors we make is because we do not know the scriptures. Because everything we need for life and godliness are clearly written in scripture. If the Sadducees knew the scripture, they wouldn't have asked this question. Because the answer is already written in the Bible. So they're not part of the Bible. And they went and quoted only a verse of Moses' law. And they were making a blind argument with that without knowing the other parts of the scriptures. Today, in our contemporary world, this is what a lot of people are doing. They take an aspect of the scriptures. Then they make a blind argument about that aspect. Meanwhile, the things they are talking about, the answers are clearly written. If you take the Bible as a whole, the answer was, is already in the scriptures. So Jesus pointed to them that your problem is because you refuse to know the scriptures. So let's go to verse 30. At the resurrection... People will neither marry nor be given in marriage 
they will be like the angels in heaven. So there's no marriage. So if the Pharisees had read the Bible of the scriptures and knew this one, they wouldn't have even been asking that question. Now, the other aspect is that if Jesus also didn't know this answer, they would have confused him. If believers know the scriptures, people will never be tossing us and deceiving us with baseless arguments. So what we are doing this week is actually very important to give us some foundation, some footing, some grounding that no wind can blow us up and down like that. Verse 31. We are reading up to 33. But about the resurrection of the dead, have you not read what God said to you? Have you not read? Have you not read? Have you not read? Have you not read? Reading is very important. Let's continue. I am the, he said, I am the God of Abraham. Many Abraham the God of Isaac. Isaac and the God of Jacob. He is not the God of the dead, but the God of the living. Hallelujah. Amen. Then the last verse, I like this one. He said, When the crowd heard this, they were astonished at his teaching. When the crowd heard this, when the crowd heard this, they were astonished. Why were they astonished? The man taught as one with authority. And one who understands the scriptures. Beloved, if we understand the scriptures, it will move us to a different level. It will give us a, a kind of footing. Wherever we appear, there will be difference between us and all others. Something happened to me before. And that thing actually changed my life permanently. Part of my life story is very pathetic, actually. I grew up in a broken home. There was a very terrible challenge, and then my father divorced my mother, married another woman, and the new wife doesn't want to see any of the old woman's children in the house. So, as young as I was, everybody was for himself. So, 
ne yiri entem na oyire fofura okɔ wariye no na ompɛ ye mofranu bia enimahwe so we went through difficulties and then at, on top of that my mother was not in the position where we could go and stay with her because of what was happening to her at that moment na yefa oyi ne kasie mu pa na awreho samu so ne se na me mame ne tibia wo mu no na ye ntimi enkotena ne nchan so from age 7 i have to be on my own entifi enfie baya enson no I remember in those days, I, I just walk around without any aim. And when it is night, wherever I get, I go and sleep. Finally, my brother, my older brother, he was only three years older than me, but he was quite stronger, so he was trying to fend for himself. He had to take me to stay with him and then take care of me and himself. And because I was young before the issue happened and I have to take my own life into my hands, the kind of friends I work with influenced me so my life became something else. Already, my father had trained me how to drink a peteshi very well. And this day, my brother, my father would tell me that Dela, you can drink better than your brother. You are good. Now, papa me uh, so I, I grew up living a kind of, I was growing up living a kind of useless life. So when I came to stay with this, my brother, he found my life something. So every day he was insulting me. And the insult was very simple, foolish, and in our language, aso. So I was insulted aso every day until I believe I was aso. Sometimes I see my own behavior and I knew he was right. But somehow, by grace, God met us at a point in our life journey. So we became born again. And it was through the church. In fact, one of my presiding elders, I mention his name always, he actually held Mentored, pushed me until I ended up in teacher training college finally. college. So when I finished the training college, I was posted to a deep village somewhere to go and teach. That time there was no mobile phone. 
Fortunately, there was no electricity in the village. There was no, so there's no television, nothing. But by that time, I had become born again. I had my Bible. And I have been ordering for this Shepherd's um, Acts magazine. And then I even received the Shepherd's staff with some copies of the Acts magazine. And they were the only books, plus the books I teach my children, class three. I was teaching class three. So those books I teach my children... Acts Magazine and Shepherd's Staff were the only, and my Bible were the only document I took along to my station. Now, I call you know, books are Bubo, the Acts Magazine, and a Shepherd's Staff, and the books are Medicare and Mofrana, and Uncoa, and the books are now a woman home. So, beloved, I was always reading the Bible, reading the Shepherd's Staff, reading Acts Magazine. That was the, as for the uh, Acts Magazine, I had about six of them. I have read each of them cover to cover several times and getting back to the scriptures, reading just those documents and reading my Bible regularly. And so somehow, I did not know that those readings of the scriptures I was reading was changing my foolishness into wisdom. And frankly speaking, I didn't know something has changed about me whilst I was in the village. But one thing I realized was that my pastors were very happy about me. I became a deacon. Later, I became an elder. And then I, I also wrote A-level privately. And then I went to the university. Now, because of life situation, I spent all my life in the village, actually. It's not only where I thought that was the first village. My place was a village. I lived in the village throughout. Of course, the only time I came to town was when I was in Peki. That was where I attended training college. That was the biggest town I have stayed. Now, Abraham Samun Samunti. So when I left the village then and went to Cape Coast University, the place was too strange for me. Even when I, the first time FOJ ministered the choir, the Cape Coast University choir, when they ministered, I have never heard that kind of ministration before. Now, Emra, they call university. Now, I know to focus on what I'm So I joined Pensa, but I felt very inferior. I thought I could not match with the people around. And see, me demi hu ekodom Pensa aye Pentecost adisuyama owo siyapomu nanso. But there was something about me I didn't 
Anytime time we go for group Bible studies and I put my contribution on the ground, everybody begins to clap. So the group I was scared about by level 200, I was Pencil Vice President. And Because I realized that as for breaking the word of God, I could break it and divide it perfectly. If then I realized what helped me was the fact that there was no entertainment in the village where I was teaching. So I had a full time for the Bible and this few Bible literature, scripture, um, uh, Christian literature I had with me. Now, Apart from being able to contribute in Bible studies and other things, when it comes to decision making, all my decisions are taken from Scripture. Everything I want to do, I ask myself, what does the scripture say about And I have the scriptures. Even if I can't remember the verse, I know the Bible said this, the Bible talked about this, and they affected my life throughout. Last week, I was at Pensa Kolebu, and they were doing some interview for me, and one of the questions they asked me is that, if with all this achievement you have made, if you meet the younger Christian Chekwe, what advice will you give him? Or what will you have done differently? And I told them that at least I'll tell younger Christian Chekwe that after you became born again, everything you did, repeat. Because I look back and I don't regret on my life because scripture has really led and directed my life. Now, let's quickly move. I, I, I would explain this one now in scripture. Let's go to Matthew 7, 24 to 27. Matthew 7, 24 to 27. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine, and put them into practice is like a wise man who builds his house on the rock. 
Enti obiara otimi nsemu yi na oyie no mede no beto obadwin ma otu na ban wo botan so no ho The rain came down the stream rose and the winds blew and beat against that house yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock Na osuka sia toy na insuo yiri na mframa boy na bebo aban no but everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who builds his house on sand. The rain came down, the stream rose, and the winds blew and beat against the that house and it fell with a great crash na osuka sie toy na insuyiri na mframa boy na ebebo aban no na ebui na ebubu pasa pasa so this one the bible is de- defining who a wise person is and who a foolish person is enti eha no chrano e mayenhu obi a oyɛ obadwenma ne obi a in life, we have only wise people and foolish people. Everybody will grow to a certain level I call the reflective stage of life. So you look back at your life and say, I thank God I lived a fruitful life. Or you look back at life and say, I, I wish I had. Because this scripture is clearly telling us that as for the rain, it will surely come against your building whether you are wise or foolish. The the, the wind will come. The waters will rise. But whether your building is on the rock or on the sand, it's determined by how rooted you are in the word of God. The Bible never said wise people are those who go to church. Many of us go to church regularly, but we don't study the word regularly. Here, the Bible is specific about those who hear the word. Of course, before you can obey, you keep it inside you and you walk by the precepts of these words. When I was young, they said I was foolish. Today in my family, there is no decision they want to take without involving me. 
Sometimes if I'm tight and I can't go for the family meeting, they have to move the whole meeting to Accra. So the word of God is able to take you or translate you from a foolish person and make you a wise person. Now, the Bible, in this evidence is also telling us that the word is like a rock upon which you can build your life and be sure. If you don't have the word inside you, everything you achieve your education, your wealth, your building, your marriage, they are all on the sand. That is, not, that is why it is not surprising that people are professors, but they are still promoting LGBTQ. Don't you think this is the reason? Sometimes I pride myself in few things, not because I want to boast, but because I see where God has picked me from and where God has brought me. And I thought that it is only by his, the power of his word that he can transform lives. I thought that I I tell the young people that when I was growing up, even classroom, when we do exams, the exams tells me that I was not wise. When I was in class two, it was one boy who saved me. He was behind me. So I was number 39 and went 40 in class. The guy saved me, so thank God I have never been last in class. I was in class two, and I was in class two. Beloved, today I stand here. I have done my PhD in Oxford Centre for Mission Studies in the UK. And in Oxford Centre for Mission Studies, after my PhD after I've left. Oxford Center for Mission Studies. They wrote to me officially to ask permission from me and use my thesis as a model to teach research students how to do research methodology. university university no and 
by the grace of God, the thesis I wrote, they have a publishing house, Regnum, in Oxford. Regnum wrote to me requesting that they want to publish my thesis. When people finish their thesis, they look for a publishing house. Sometimes they are rejected about three or four before you get an accredited academic publisher to publish for you. For me, they wrote to me that they want to publish my thesis. So if the Bible says that the scriptures, knowing the word of God and living according to it is able to make you wise, it is not only classroom. He will give you classroom wisdom. He will give you home wisdom. He will give you wisdom for life. How to order your stuff. How to do everything. This book will give you the wisdom. I'll prove this one further. Second Timothy three fifteen to seventeen. Timothy Ngomano Niatosumienunu. Second Timothy three fifteen to seventeen. And Chichemu Miansa. And how from infancy you have known the Holy Scriptures, which are able, which are able, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ. I remember in Bible school, the old man Apia, Dr. Apia, he taught a principle that we should take seriously. He said, anybody who wants to be wise, it's a very simple key in scripture. He was telling us that just take the book of Proverbs every day uh, maybe if you like after your devotion, meditate upon just few verses. You can take Proverbs chapter 1, verse 1 to 10. Meditate on it. Think through. Then the next day, continue from 11 to 20. The next day, finish chapter 1. Then another time, continue with chapter 2, chapter 3. When you finish the whole Proverbs, start again. And he told us that when you do that continuously, without being conscious, anytime you speak, you begin to speak wisdom. Because the pro book of Proverbs is the book of wisdom. Now, I have a Bible in the Bible. 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 I have a then I realized that it's not only proverb. The whole of scripture is like that. If you want to think like Jesus, all you need to do, read the gospels. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. Finish, start. Matthew, Mark. Before you realize, read it over and over. 
you begin to behave like Jesus because everything about him is written in that book. If you admire people like Peter, John, and the rest, you want to work like the early church. Read the Acts of the Apostles. If you admire people like Paul, read this letter. It's like everything is in scriptures. There is a series I have been teaching in my churches. I call it Journey in the Desert. Journey in the Desert. And that journey in the desert, what I discovered about that, that gave me the, the desire to teach us, which I have seen a lot of results, is that everything that happened to the Israelites in their journey is happening to us today. It's a typology. First, they left Egypt. We have to leave the world. Then God says, I'll give you Canaan. We have heaven in mind. They left with joy, even though they were not in Canaan. They knew that they were promised children. That is what we are. Until they go to the promised land, they have to meet the Red Sea. They have to meet the waters of Mara. They have to fight the Amalekites. They have to go through a lot. And it is the same thing that we encounter. So the Old Testament records, <laughs> if you want to overcome life situations, just read them. Na sa esre so akwantu no na ya mehu ne se se ya de to Israel for akwantu a otu ye fi Mizrim e de koke na no ya de toto ya sitren mu ne ya bra bo ho a eh ekko pepepe eh esa se wo fi Mizrim no enu no ejina ho ma se yensu ye fi wi ase na na okko ke na bo se asase ne so enu so ejina ho e ma heaven a ye ko na akwantu na wo tu no so if you take the Bible as the word of God, you never miss your providential way. Let's continue the scripture we're reading. We read verse 15, so let's go to verse 16. Second Timothy, Timothy chapter three. We read the verse fifteen. We're reading up to seventeen. So okay, sixteen says, "All Scripture, all Scripture." That's what I'm trying to prove. All Scripture is God breathed. So when you are reading the Scriptures. It is like God breathing on you. <sighs> So in the morning, can you assume, can you imagine in the morning, you take your scriptures, and if you are talking about the devotion or taking scriptures, it's not just about reading without meaning. Take time. As you read, as you take time to read and meditate, so it is reading, studying, 
meditating, memorizing, and application. You read, you study, you meditate, you memorize, and you apply. So five stages. If you just read and go, you haven't done anything. So you read, you study, you, you meditate, you memorize some of them, then you apply. Now, so he said all scripture is called briefed and is useful for teaching. So the scriptures will teach you. Now, Nemum <laughs> So this is what you do. When you take a scripture like that, teaching, so the word of God can teach me, Lord. And this scripture, because it's God breathed, the origin is God. For we Pentecostals believe that the word of God is, is, is from the breath of God. So it is God's word. So we believe that if the scriptures is teaching you, then God is teaching you. Now, here Pentecostal for the Yejitumuse, Atreno, a free Yame Humimo, and see, sir, Yakasa, Yamea Samuel, etimi, a churchrewa, Nani Aya Kenyan, and say, Yankopo, and Cassa, and our churchrew. So, if we read the tenet of the church, we say that we believe in the divine inspiration and authority of the Holy Scriptures. And see, sir, Yofa, Asafui, Yenina Suo, ah, Yade Aya Jumanoa, Niaya can say, Yajitumu, sir, Yamea Samuel. Uh, That's right. Divine inspiration. It's inspired by God. And it's from the authority of God. Then we believe that the Bible is infallible in its declaration. No error. And we believe that it is final in its authority. Final. The last word in its authority. And we believe that anything that contradicts the scripture, we will take the scripture and leave that thing. And it is comprehensive and all-sufficient in its provision. Hallelujah. Amen. Back to 2 Timothy 3. Timothy. So we are on 16, eh? We didn't finish the 16. Okay. So it's good not only for teaching, but also for rebuking, for correcting, and for training in righteousness. What a good word. I will leave Hebrews 4.12, maybe tomorrow I'll come back to it. But let's go to, let me finish with um, Psalm, Psalm 19, verse 9, 10. Psalm 19, verse 9 and 10. The fear of the Lord is pure, enduring forever. 
Now, the decrees of the Lord are firm. The scriptures are also called the decrees of the Lord, the decrees. So it says that these decrees of the Lord are firm, and all of them are righteous. Then, Turn the verse 10. They are more precious than gold. When I see things like this, they hit me. More precious than gold. Precious, no, I think the translation. That's the translation. More precious. Do you understand that? Do you know how much you will get from a small bar of gold? Maybe a bar of gold. If you get like my phone, (laughs) you are gone. But the Bible is telling you that what this statement means that okay, one of the young men come. I'm not sure how well you know the value of gold. Let's assume that this is the Bible, okay? This one is gold. Okay, this black one is gold. This is the Bible. And if you have the opportunity to take the two, you don't have problem. But they said you have the chance to choose only one. Either the Bible or the gold. Which one would you choose? <laughs> okay, please. No temptation. <laughs> no temptation. Uh, because if it is me, I don't know if I have the courage to take the Bible, though. <laughs> it's a difficult, because if, if you get a gold of this size, so, pure, pure gold. So, yeah, yeah. So, so, this comparison is a serious thing the Bible is talking about here. More precious than gold. Than much pure gold. So it means that, frankly speaking, if you need to make decision between gold and the word of God, choose the word of God and leave the gold. Fortunately, we have not been given the option to choose either. God has allowed you to chase after the gold, which is your work, your profession, your salary. Chase after it. But it means that don't do that at the expense of the word of God. So if you become too busy with your work to the extent that you can't read the word of God, then it means you are saying that your work is more precious than the word of God. Tonight, may God give us some grace. Some divine appetites for the word of God. Because, because just as you eat 
and the food keeps you healthy. Esan says, Sanya ye didi na eduane no emma ye apomodeno. So also does this spiritual food keeps you spiritual health and energy. San suna sa humu eduane no emma ye humu apomodeno. Many of us are starving the spirit and building the body. Some of us are not able to fast for one week. Some of us will say, as for today, I will fast. The moment you enter the kitchen, you went to just go and take a bottle and go out, and you saw the fridge. Then your mind will change. Okay, I'll postpone the fasting to tomorrow. But you are, but you are starving your spirit. May God have mercy on us. That after this Bible conference, after this Bible conference, without reading, studying, meditating, memorizing the word. We will not be free. Tonight, rise up. I want you to pray for divine hunger. Hunger. Divine hunger. Lord, make me hungry. If this word is more precious than gold, sweeter than honey, oh God, make me hungry until I study your word, until I memorize. God told Joshua. God told Joshua. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. You shall meditate upon it day and night. And be, and be careful to do everything written in it. Then he said, It is only then that. You will be prosperous and successful. So if you want to be prosperous through prosperity and success, the book, the book, the book, begin to pray. Begin to pray. Begin to pray. 